Hey, boss women. I'm your host, Lindsay Lawless, and you're listening to the Women of Wealth podcast, where we blend the woo with strategy so you can create a confident, powerful, and secure relationship with your cash flow. I am on a mission to educate and empower women around their finances so we can create more women millionaires. More women in positions of power means more wealth into the hands of women, empowering them to build a legacy for themselves and their families, all while increasing the frequency of the planet. Like, come on. And this starts with healing our relationship with money so that we can bridge the masculine and the feminine and bring the soul back into money. So if you are looking for a space to learn about creating additional streams of income, organizing your finances, stepping into abundance, and getting your money working for you, then you're in the right place. Let's do this. Hello, my wealthy listeners. So today we're going to be talking about abundance and some of the things that can get in the way of us fully receiving the abundance that life has for us. So before we kind of get deeper into this discussion around abundance, um, we kind of need to have an understanding of what gets in the way and what is hindering us when it comes to being in alignment with abundance. And one of these key concepts is scarcity. So scarcity can show up in a lot of different ways, um, but I want to talk to you a little bit about the three lies of scarcity. And this is a part of the body of work by Lynn Twist from The Soul of Money. If any of you are familiar with that book, highly recommend Um, But essentially, the three lies of scarcity are, number one, there is never enough. Number two, more is better. And number three, that's just the way it is and there's nothing I can do about it. So let's unpack this a little bit deeper. So, and I also just want to go ahead and kind of communicate a precursor that this shows up regardless of your income level, regardless of your socioeconomic status, whether you have money, whether you consider yourself someone who doesn't have money, whether you grew up... Um, with less means or more means, whether you are rich or whether you are poor, it really is, and even, you know, anywhere in the middle, it really is going to show up regardless of our financial status. I've worked with clients um, in my business management days in the accounting corporate world where I was servicing clients that were, had millions of dollars of net worth and making millions of dollars a year. And some of these same lies of scarcity were showing up for them as well. This fear, this fear of what if it's all taken away or what if I lose everything? And um, and obviously we know that that's present too on, you know, speaking from my own personal experience growing up with a single mother and having less means and less financial resources Uh, that, you know, it's a matter of scarcity coming up about, am I going to be able to put food on the table? Are we going to be able to keep the lights on? So regardless of where you fall financially on this kind of spectrum of your income level, um, ultimately these things show up on both sides of the spectrum. So I just want to kind of communicate that to anyone who might be listening that's thinking, oh, this doesn't apply to me or, oh, this really applies to me, but other people wouldn't understand this experience. Um, So I want to really, you know, just speak to the full breadth of that. Uh, So let's unpack this a little bit more. Number one, there is never enough. So when we are thinking from a place of there is never enough, it's going to start to impact the way that we're making decisions. When we feel like there's never enough, then we're going to be maybe fear mongering. We might be hoarding, for example. So if you believe that there's never enough, um, maybe you are, let's say, you want, say you want like a full serving of something or you like go to pour yourself some milk and you pour yourself a little less because you're worried that you're going to run out too soon. And that's like a kind of a silly example, but it can go in so many different, different ways. So whether that's like, you can think of this as like penny pinching, for example, Um, cutting coupons or worrying about saving that like 20 cents or that 50 cents on something rather than another product and spending 
Sometimes we'll spend 15, 20 minutes, even an hour shopping around to compare deals. And the reality is we actually don't save substantially more when that, that time and energy might have been better utilized elsewhere to actually increase our earning potential. So um, that's one of the many ways that there is never enough shows up. I also want to communicate that these lies of scarcity are, they're societal. They are in the programming. They are conditioned into us by our parents. They're conditioned into us by the media. And it shows up in so many different ways. So I don't want you to be blaming yourself or to think that this is a personal attack on any one individual. Because the reality is, this is a byproduct of the society that we live in. It's a byproduct of the conditioning that we're subjugated to. And it's a byproduct of the way that we were raised. So the second one being more is better. This really comes into play in consumer culture. So constantly thinking that like the next, the new iPhone, you have to have the next, like the latest technology, got to have the new iPhone, got to have the new computer, got to have the new sound system, uh, got to have the latest new car, um, have to have the the biggest house or all of these, again, that more is better. And as we are going inward, as we are reflecting in this current time, we're starting to really figure out what's most important to us. And a lot of the time as we go on this journey of really getting in touch with what's most important, a lot of the superfluous details, the the relationships or the hobbies or the habits that aren't really serving us start to kind of fall away. So it really allows us the opportunity to tune into a lot of, you know, my core values that I know I communicate on on a lot of these episodes around minimalism, sustainability, and luxury. So when we are really allowing ourselves to determine what's most important to us, then oftentimes what will happen is we'll start to realize that less is more. And something that I'm really committed to personally this year is doing less with more meaning, doing less with more intentionality. So if that's something that resonates with you, uh, we recently put out an episode and some articles around conscious consumerism, and I definitely recommend tuning into that and checking that out because that's a really, really awesome way to kind of counteract some of these um, lies of scarcity that more is better, is really getting clear on what your values are, getting clear on what you stand for and what's most important to you. Another lie of scarcity that's really prevalent is that's just the way it is and there's nothing I can do about it. This is something that really reflects the um, the victim narrative. It really reflects the the victim kind of triangle. And when we start to go on this journey of doing this deeper work and getting clarity around our finances and getting clarity around why money matters to us, why wealth is so important, what we stand for, what causes are important to us, what we align with. Uh, we start to empower ourselves. We start to understand that ultimately our dollar matters. Our dollar is a vote. And whenever we're operating from the that's just the way it is and there's nothing I can do about it, then what happens is it preserves power in the hands of those who are utilizing power over dynamics. And this is an ideology from Bernays Brown's body of work. If you're not familiar with it, definitely recommend checking it out. But the two different styles essentially are either power over or power with power to or power from within. And as we start to understand these power dynamics, it starts to kind of click into place and make sense as to why certain people and certain industries or corporations or media outlets want us to believe that that's just the way it is and there's nothing we can do about it because that preserves the status quo, that keeps things the way that they are. However, as we're dawning into this new age, as we're seeing all of these shifts, whether be, be it energetically or in terms of the astronomy and astrology elements or even looking at the political environment, there are so many changes that are happening right now. And it's really reminding us ultimately that 
we can do something about it and that we are yes we are only one piece but we are we are each an important piece of the collective and as we start to make these shifts within ourselves we start to realize that we have the power and that we empower ourselves to do what we need to do for ourselves and then those those impacts of following our desires getting in alignment with our values and really thinking and operating in a more conscious and intentional way has a echo it has a trickle effect it starts to ripple through to other people and it starts to impact the people around us so i really want to encourage you to think about your individual influence um, as you're going through this body of work and start to think about how are these three lies of scarcity coming up for you how is there is never enough coming up for you and where did you learn this from how is more is better showing up for you and where did you learn this from and then that's just the way it is and there's nothing I can do about it. Where are times or places, especially as it relates to your finances, that you are noticing that you are feeling complacent or feeling powerless or feeling subjugated or a victim to the circumstances rather than taking a look at your personal responsibility in any given issue or any given circumstance and starting to see what you can do. There's always something we can do, even if our role is Say, for example, this is like in a, in a conversation with your partner and you guys don't align in your spending habits. Even if your role is 1%, 3%, 5%, and the other person's role is 97%, at the end of the day, there's still things that you can do to change your 1%, your 3%. So I want to encourage you to start to think about how can you start to move differently? How can you start to communicate differently? How can you start to think differently? to start to look at some of these possibilities so that we can start to invite some of this expansion in. Because if we want to tune into abundance, we first have to acknowledge where scarcity is showing up and hindering us from tuning fully into that abundance that life has for us. I want to take just a moment to let you all know about something really exciting that we have coming up. So at the beginning of February, from Tuesday, February 2nd to Thursday, February 4th, I'm going to be hosting a free three-day live series about the power of abundance in coaching. So if you give me about an hour of your time every single day, what we're going to be unpacking on day one is the three main and crucial things that you need to know about mastering your money. Day two, we're going to be talking all about the power of coaching, how to know if coaching is right for you, and stepping into your greatness as a coach. And on day three, we're going to be diving deeper into how to facilitate massive transformation for yourself and your clients by harnessing the power of abundance. And we might even have some awesome take-home exercises for you too. So be sure to register, mark your calendars, and really get ready to lean in because the series is going to be jam-packed with expert tips on money mastery and coaching. So whether you are looking to hone your skills around money mastery or whether you're you know, intrigued or interested in the coaching industry and kind of wanting to maybe get your toes wet or see if it's something that you could be interested in learning more about, or whether you're already a coach and you're really just looking to level up your skill set as a coach and to really get on top of your finances so that you can facil facilitate even greater transformation for yourself and your clients, then this is going to be for you. So check out the show notes below for all of the information to get registered. And you can also go to lawlessbalance.com resources to go ahead and get signed up so that you can get all of the reminders and then make sure to join us there. I cannot wait to see you then. Now let's get back to the episode. So I also, you know, now that we kind of have an understanding around scarcity and have a lay of the land of what scarcity is and how it might be showing up for us, I want to encourage you to um, 
start to think about abundance in a new way. So a lot of times we hear abundance and, you know, different things might come to mind. We might think like meditating and, you know, like sitting in a meditative position and just like expecting money to slap you in the face or fall into your lap. And ultimately, that's not necessarily what abundance is about, although that is a piece of it, perhaps. Um, there are multiple pieces that are really going to come into play. And when we're having this conversation around abundance, it really is two key parts, one part mindset and one part energetics. Granted, there's the strategy element of what we can do to bring more wealth in, but ultimately that's not necessarily the frequency of abundance. Abundance itself is a vibration, it's an energy. So, but a part of this work is gonna be the mindset work, which we've already kind of started to go through when we start to unpack those elements of scarcity and how that might be showing up for us in our own particular mindset and our perspective and the way we see the world. And the other part of this is energetics. So a big part of what comes into play when we think about the energetics around abundance is two key things. Uh, one of those is confidence and another one is self-worth. And oftentimes, while these aren't necessarily one and the same, they are very intertwined. So whenever you think about confidence, what comes up for you? Maybe, for example, it's I feel really confident in these areas or it might be man, I'm really lacking confidence in these areas. I feel I really don't feel confident with my finances. I really don't feel confident around money. Or maybe it's, I feel really confident about these key pieces, but I'm not so confident about these other things. And um, we kind of relate to confidence as our skill set, something that I'm really good at or something that I'm not good at. Versus self-worth, on the other hand, which is much more inherent. And it's also sometimes harder to kind of get a handle on but ultimately, self-worth is going to be what we believe that we are worthy of, what we are worthy of receiving. So if we don't believe that we are worthy of receiving abundance, if we haven't done work around the deeper issues around self-worth and things that we, again, either inherited from our parents or inherited from societal perspectives or even experiences that we had in our childhood that um, could have kind of created a fragmentation or traumatized us in a way, and I don't necessarily mean trauma in the way that you might think of it now, like having a, like a blunt force injury, um, having like getting in a car wreck or having a physical injury. Trauma to the child mind is something that's much more nuanced. Something as simple as your parents going on vacation, for example, and you know, say they haven't gone on vacation in 10 years and they finally decide to take a trip on their own. Um, and your child mind could very easily see that as abandonment. Like, oh, like, why didn't they want me to come with them? Is there something wrong with me? Or they're never going to come back or they've left me forever or whatever this like, you know, countless number of possibilities that the child mind can make this mean. And we don't necessarily have the full skill set, especially at that age, to process the complex emotions that are coming up for us often for the first time. So I want to encourage you to start to unpack what your relationship with self-worth is and what your relationship with confidence is because we need to feel confident in our ability to receive and our ability to achieve abundance, but we also need to feel worthy of receiving it once it knocks on our door. Confidence is going to be what starts to call some of these opportunities in to resonate with abundance, but if you don't feel worthy of accepting it, it's going to be very difficult to answer the call. So self-worth is kind of more of what gets to stay around. Am I in resonance with this? Am I going to allow this in? Can I receive this? And, you know, something in my own personal work that I've been really working towards is like this process of receiving, especially say receiving from other women. 
So learning to receive and learning to be in resonance with abundance and being willing to hold space for what that brings to you really comes down to this worthiness piece. So I really want to encourage you if you're if it's something that you haven't looked at deeper to really start to unpack that and to start to ask yourself, um, what is your relationship with worthiness and where did this come from? And when did this when did this relationship form? And if it's something that's not in alignment, if it's something that's not where you want it to be, then to start to find exercises, start to do some work around your sacral chakra, start to do meditations and journaling exercises and experiences and work with, you know, practitioners, whether that's a facilitator at an event or whether that's a coach or whether that's a therapist, there's a lot of different options out there depending on what resonates with you to start to unpack and understand and shift your relationship with worthiness and how you relate to your own self-image. Another really, really key question that I want to encourage everyone to think about is if you're not sure where to start or if you're, you know, just kind of starting to unpack this work and you want to go a bit deeper, is the opportunity to ask yourself, do I believe it is my divine right to be abundant? And why or why not? So a lot of stuff can come up whenever we ask this question. Some of us might be like, hell yeah, it's my divine right to be abundant. Like, um, like I'm completely open to receiving, let's go. And then other people might be like, well, I understand it as a concept, but it doesn't feel in energetic resonance with me. Like it doesn't feel like it's sitting with me emotionally. And then some other people might be like, no way, that's not me at all. Um, regardless of what comes up for you, I just want to clarify that it's, it's totally perfect. Wherever you are at, there is no right answer. There is no wrong answer. Whatever you're experiencing is completely perfect. And I want to encourage you to fully accept whatever comes up for you as you go through this exercise and as you kind of meditate on and journal on this concept of do I believe it is my divine right to be abundant? If you do, awesome. If you don't, awesome. If you're somewhere in between, awesome. Regardless of where you are, now you know, now you have an understanding of where you are, then you can start to get clarity on what you'd like to do about it. So regardless of where this experience is, we're all in different places. We're all in different stages of our own individual journey and process. And I really want to encourage you to just to just show yourself love, show yourself compassion, and to radically accept yourself wherever you are in this experience and know that that's exactly where you need to be. It's exactly where you're supposed to be at this time. And if you're listening to this episode, then it's a clear indication that you're on the right path. You are you are submitting to the process and you are allowing for life to show you what you need to see in order to take the next steps wherever you are in this journey. So I really want to encourage you and just acknowledge you for, you know, being willing to go on this journey and being willing to do this work because it's not an easy feat. It takes a lot of it takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of time. Um, and Again, you know, it's not for the faint of heart. So I just want to applaud you for being bold enough and being courageous enough to ask yourself these deeper questions, even if it's uncomfortable, and to be willing to hold space for whatever comes up. So I know we've unpacked a lot in this episode. I've given you some exercises to dive deeper into, and there's a lot to kind of ruminate on. So as we're wrapping up, I want to give you one more invitation to join us for the free three-day live series, The Power of Abundance in Coaching. This is going to be from Tuesday, February 2nd till Thursday, February 4th. It's going to be a three-day event um, with about an hour each day. On day one, we're going to unpack the three main things that you need to know to master your money. Day two is going to be all about the power of coaching how to know if coaching is right for you and stepping into your greatness as a coach. And day three is going to be all about 
facilitating massive transformation for yourself and your clients by harnessing the power of abundance. So be sure to register, mark your calendars. I'd love to have you there. Check out the show notes for a link to learn more or go to lawlessbalance.com slash resources and get ready to really lean in because we're going to be having an awesome time together and I cannot wait to see you there. Thank you so much for tuning in. If this episode resonated with you, please share it on social media or send it to a friend you think would love it too. Want to hear more episodes? Subscribe so that you'll be the first to know when we drop a new episode and also leave a five-star review on iTunes. Your support means the world to us. Let us know how the podcast is impacting you so we can empower more women through the Women of Wealth podcast. For more info on me, you can visit lawlessbalance.com resources. Got some free cool stuff for you in there too. Or come hang out with me on Instagram at lawlessbalance. See you there.